0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience.
3: How do I? I'll oh, skip ahead of it. No, I can't skip. All right, everybody, into the time machine.
4: Hey, what's a- wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute.
5: No, 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 no. You don't understand how radio works. All I have to do to return us to the present is fade my voice out like this and cue
4: the organist.
2: And you see, here we are. Wait a minute. 63 Audio
1: presents the old-time radio essentials podcast hi everybody welcome back to old time radio essentials if this is your first time joining us i must inform you that this is episode eight and since we're in the month of november 2019 it's our thanksgiving special my name is pete i'm jane (laughs) (laughs) and i'm
0: paul The purpose of our show is to present specific episodes of our favorite old-time radio series, episodes that stand out as particularly representative of those series or as one of those favorite episodes that fans of old-time radio like to quote in Facebook groups.
2: We'll open each episode by introducing the selection, describe it briefly, and then play it for you. Then we'll come back at the end of the selection and discuss it at length. Each of us giving their opinions on its merits, its performances, or anything that stands out for us.
1: And that's exactly what we're presenting to you. Just our opinions on whether or not it's worthy of a place in every old-time radio aficionado's personal collection. You don't have to agree with us, and in fact, we may not agree with each other. But we do hope you'll enjoy what we bring to the table and come back for more.
0: Each of us three will take turns selecting a show for discussion, and last month's choice was a listener selection from our essential listener, Joshua, and it was an episode of Inner Sanctum Mysteries, in case you didn't hear it. Now, this month, in honor of Thanksgiving, we present another listener suggestion, and Paul will be telling us about that. What do you have for us, Paul?
2: Our essential listener this time is Melissa who wanted us to discuss an episode of the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show, or as we usually know it, Burns and Allen. And it's a Thanksgiving-themed show from November of 1942. Burns and Allen's were an American comedy duo consisting of a husband and wife, George Burns and Gracie Allen. They worked together as a successful comedy team that entertained vaudeville, film, radio,
1: and television audiences for more than 40 years. The duo met in 1922 and married in 1926. Burns acted a straight man, and Allen's character was a silly, addle-headed woman. The pair starred in a number of movies, including Lamb Chops from 1929, The Big Broadcast from 1932, and the 1937 film A Damsel in Distress. Their 30-minute radio show debuted in September 1934 as The Adventures of Gracie, but in 1936, it became known as The Burns and Allen Show. The series moved back and forth between NBC and CBS, running until its cancellation in May 1950. Burns and Allen reemerged on TV that same year with a popular sitcom which ran until 1958.
0: Their radio show was inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame in 1994. Their TV series received a total of 11 Primetime Emmy Award nominations and produced what TV Guide ranked number 56 on its 1997 list of the 100 greatest episodes of all time. They were inducted into the Television Hall of Fame in 1988.
2: And so... Without further delay, we present Gracie Buys a Live Turkey from 1942 The Burns and Allen Show
1: And now, friends, adjust your radio dials to the proper frequency Get comfortable and listen
6: Hello? Are you there? Well, we're here
5: Swan, the soap that's pure and gentle. Come on, come on, swing to Swan. Lever Brothers, the makers of Swan, the new white floating soap, present the Burns and Allen Show with Paul Whiteman. (laughs) Our singer, Jimmy Cash, yours truly, Bill Goodwin, the six hits and a miss, and George Burns and Gracie Allen. Here they are.
4: Well, today George
5: and Gracie are discussing a subject that most husbands never mention to their wives. In fact, it's a subject that never arises in the average American home. Let's listen.
3: Gracie, you've been spending too much money. Look at this budget for November.
6: Well, it balances. We're not spending any more than we make.
3: <laughs> I know, but that's the trouble. Some of the items in this budget are r- ridiculous. Milk for cats, two dollars? We haven't got any cats.
6: No, but we have mice.
3: (laughs) Well, I don't get it.
6: Well, if I put bowls of milk all around the house, the mice will think we have cats and they'll be afraid to come out of the hole.
3: (laughs) Oh, fine. And some night I'll kick over a bowl of milk and ruin the rug.
6: Oh, you're right, dear. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, I know. I'll scare the mice with milk that doesn't splash.
3: Milk that doesn't splash?
6: Sure, (laughs) cheese.
3: Yeah, that'll scare the mice to death.
6: Oh, I'll answer it.
3: Okay, dear.
6: Oh, it's the postman. Good morning, Mr. Postman.
7: Good morning, Mrs. Burns. Only one for you today, and I'm afraid that one's a bill.
6: Oh, well, that's all right, Mr. Postman. I realize the post office only sends us what they get. How are you feeling?
7: Oh, simply marvelous. I took a nice cold shower. Ice-cold shower this morning and then ran around the reservoir a couple of times in my shorts. I guess that's what put all this pep in me.
6: Oh, Oh, no doubt about it. It is a gorgeous morning, isn't it? Cool and snappy sort of.
7: Yeah. On a morning like this, I can feel the blood racing through my veins, can't you?
6: Well, no, I can't, but then you're much closer to your veins than I am.
7: Yeah, that's true. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Burns. Remember, keep smiling.
3: Any, any mail, dear?
6: Oh, it's just a bill, probably for my new hat. It only costs $12. $12? Well, well, George, I only buy what I absolutely have to, just bare necessity.
3: Is a $12 hat a bare necessity?
6: No, but I didn't want my head to be one.
3: <laughs> Gracie, you don't need any more hats. And today, when you buy anything you don't need, you're taking something away from our fighting men.
6: Oh, gee, I, I never thought of that. I'll wrap up the hat right away.
3: That's the idea.
6: I wonder who would have looked better on, a soldier or a sailor.
3: (laughs) Gracie, it's not the hat. You see, very few things are being made for civilians today. And if everybody tries to buy those things, the demand makes prices go up and we've got inflation.
6: Oh, well, gee, the sales girl said that the hat would cause comment, but I never thought it would cause inflation.
3: (laughs) Well, let's get back to this budget. What's this silly item? Bicycle pump, $1.
6: Well, that's an economy. That'll save us lots of money on breakfast food.
3: A bicycle pump will save us money on breakfast food?
6: Well, yeah, from now on we'll pump our own rice. <laughs>
3: yes, that'll save us a fortune. And watch this. Rose bushes, $75.
6: Well, you know that florist who has that lovely big greenhouse just off Glendale Boulevard? Yes. Well, I happened to be out in that direction yesterday and went through it.
3: Yeah, but I don't see any, I don't see any rose bushes around here. Where are they?
6: Well, there's one still stuck in the bumper of my car.
3: You, uh, you really went through Yeah, mm.
6: but I'll save enough money to make up for it. I- I'm going to buy one of those things that conductors punch tickets with. What's that for? Well, then we won't have to pay the cleaner to take the spots out of your necktie.
3: I see, we just punch them out. Yeah. Mm. Look. Sweetheart, from now on we only buy what we absolutely need. The rest of the money goes for for war bonds.
6: But we do buy war bonds every month.
3: Yes, but if we cut out if we if we cut out these silly things, we can we can really buy more. And 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 not only that, we get four dollars back for every three dollars we put in. We help prevent inflation. And we help win the war.
6: Oh, you're right, dear. Everybody should cut down on their spending and put that money into war bonds.
3: That's the idea. So let's throw the silly budget right out of the window. Well,
6: but don't you want to look at the items for our Thanksgiving dinner?
3: Hmm. We'll cut that, too. The turkey we had last year should have had a pilot and a bombardier.
6: (laughs) Well, this year we're only getting a 12-pound turkey, three pounds for each of us.
3: Well, I don't follow that arithmetic.
6: Well, Blanche and Harry Morton are going to eat with us.
3: Not again, Those sponges have had Thanksgiving dinner at our house five years in a row.
6: They're not sponges, George. They contribute their share. Every year, Blanche brings over a jar of her homemade pickled peaches.
3: I know, I know. Uh,
6: And every year, Harry helps you clean the walls when the car, the jar explodes.
3: (laughs) Sure, they're, they're absolutely wonderful people.
5: Hi, George. Hello, Gracie. What's cooking? I am
3: burnt up about Harry Morton. That guy's a sponge.
6: He's not a sponge. He
3: is too we we'll leave it to Bill.
5: Now, now, wait a minute, George. I'd rather not get in the middle of a family quarrel.
3: Bill, I'm trying to
5: prove to Gracie that Morton is a sponge. Now, you know him. What do you say? Well, George, of course, there's only one way to tell a sponge, that is, a real sponge. You rub soap on it, and if you get loads and loads of pure baby gentle suds, you've got Swan, the new white floating soap. What's Harry Morton got to do with Swan soap? Well, now, look, George, I, I don't want to get involved in a family
3: argument. Yeah, but just answer me one question. Have you ever known Morton to reach for a check?
5: Well, uh... Oh, come on, admit it, have you? Well, uh, maybe you don't notice his hand when he reaches across the white tablecloth to pick up a check because his hands are so soft and white. You know, he washes his wife's dishes with swan soap, George. (laughs) Oh, brother. That's swan for you, George. So kind to your hands. Mild as the finest Castile soaps. So mild you should use it not only for washing the dishes, but for every soap and water job in the house. In fact...
3: Swan is Bill, great for everything. Bill, I'm going to get you to agree that Harry Morton is a mooch if, it, if it's the last thing I do. What about the other day when the three of us went into a drugstore
5: for sodas? Who paid the check? Oh, you mean the drugstore that's having the sale on Swan Soap? Yeah. How about that? Oh, it's going great. Lots of dealers are now running a big sale on Swan. <laughs> Bill, I'm talking about Harry Morton. Oh, well, he bought three bars. Oh. You know, you buy three bars and save <laughs> Yes, sir, you're saving more ways than one. Well, I give up.
3: There's a guy who invites himself to my house for Thanksgiving dinner, and nobody agrees with me that he's a chiseler. Well, now, wait a minute. Did he do that?
5: Yes. Well, anyone who invites himself to your house for Thanksgiving dinner without being asked certainly is a chiseler. There. You see, Gracie? Oh, George, that reminds me why I dropped in. Why? Shake hands with another chiseler. So long. See you, Thanksgiving.
4: <laughs>
5: well,
3: I'm glad his salary is frozen. It'll be easier to break off. Anyway, Gracie, there's no reason why we should buy a turkey to feed the Mortons.
6: Well, but, George... Look,
3: look, Gracie, we... Why can't we eat at their house for a change?
6: Well, uh, I could call Blanche and sort of hit around. Well,
3: I wish you would. Of course, I don't want you to be too blunt about it. Oh,
6: don't worry, George. She won't suspect a thing. Mm. I'll be very subtle about it. Uh, uh hello? Hello, Blanche? Uh, this is Gracie. How about inviting us for Thanksgiving dinner this year?
3: That's very subtle.
6: What did you say, Blanche? Oh. Oh, I see. Your mother and father are coming for Thanksgiving. What? Oh, no, no, that's all right. Yeah, we understand. And goodbye, Blanche. Well, Judge, Blanche's mother and father are going to be in town. I know, I heard. So we won't need to get a, a turkey for four people. Oh, good. We'll get one for six.
4: Ah. <laughs>
8: Paul Whiteman and here's Jimmy Cash voicing the hopes
5: of millions of people all over the world
7: when the lights go on again all over the world and the boys are home again. Hello.
5: George didn't say positively that the Mortons couldn't come for Thanksgiving dinner. He just gave Gracie a dollar and a half and told her to buy the turkey. So now we pick up Gracie at Myers Market.
6: Oh, Mister Myers. Oh, good afternoon, Missus Burns. Well, now I'm in sort of a hurry. Can you wait on me right away? Why,
8: of course I can. What would you like?
6: Well, I'd like to place an order Gracie, for Gracie Darling, Gracie <laughs> Bagwell. Oh, Myers, good to see you again, Gracie. Where have you been keeping yourself? All around. Oh, here and there. Oh, well, no wonder we uh, haven't seen each other. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Shopping for dinner? Yes, I bought some nice carrots. Oh, well, what a piece of luck to see. Only yesterday I read the most wonderful new recipe. It's called Carrot Supreme. Oh, sounds delicious. Oh, it is. First you take the carrots. Yes. And then you wash them. Yes. And, well, that's all I remember, but it's called Carrot Supreme and it's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to try it. Oh, dear. Mr. Myers has wanted off somewhere. Mr. Myers? Uh,
8: yes, Mrs. Byrne. Look,
6: I, uh, I don't want to be a pest, but I am in a hurry, and could you wait on me now? Right away. What would you like? Well, I'd like... Oh, Tootsie, I noticed you're carrying a hatbox. Yes, I got a new hat at Sally's. Well, I got a new hat, too, but George made me send it back. Is he trying to act like a man again? <laughs> Well, he he was right this time. We're cutting our budget down, and besides, the hat was pretty extreme. What are the new creations? Well, yeah, with a military motive. The hat had a flat top, and when you leaned over, a little toy airplane took off. <laughs> oh, how adorable! Oh my goodness, Mister Myers is gone again. He's much too scatterbrained to run a market.
8: Mr. Myers! Uh, yes, Mrs. Burns.
6: Look, I, I hate to complain about the service, but I do think you might remember that I'm in a hurry. I'm
8: sorry, Mrs. Burns. What would you like?
6: Well, I'd like it... Oh, Tootsie, look! Look who's driving by the market. Who, who is it, Gracie? Bill Walsh. Have you still got a crush on him? Not anymore. After what happened Saturday night, I never want to see him again. Why, what did happen? Oh, I invited him for dinner, and I thought it would be more cozy if I locked all the doors. Well, well, there are about picking broken window glass out of my soup. Oh. Well, this is the limit. That silly Mr. Myers has forgotten all about it. Mr. Myers?
8: Yes, Mrs. Burns. Look, if
6: if you want me to trade here, you shouldn't keep disappearing when you know I'm in a hurry.
8: Okay, Mrs. Burns, what would you like?
6: How much is turkey?
8: 50 cents a pound.
6: All right, here's a dollar and a half. Give me an 18-pound turkey. <laughs>
8: Oh, Mrs. Burns, that isn't enough. Oh,
6: yes, it is. We're only having six for dinner.
8: No, 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 no. A dollar and a half would only buy that little turkey over there. He only weighs three pounds.
6: Oh, wh- why didn't you pluck his feathers out like the others?
8: Well, he might not like it. You see, he's alive.
6: Oh. Say, <laughs> I- I've got an idea. I could fatten him up, and then the Mortons could come to dinner, and it'll only cost George a dollar and a half. Mr. Myers, I'll take him. Okay, Mrs. Burns, I'll get it. Great. Really? What does George say if you bring a live turkey in the house? Oh, gee, I never thought of that. He'll be mad. He, he even had a fight with Herman this morning. Did he pick on that sweet little dog? Yeah, George yelled and yelled, but Herman didn't say a word. He just sat there quietly in the nest he'd made of George's shorts. <laughs> oh, such a darling. Yes. Oh, I know. I'll sneak the turkey in. Tootsie, would you lend me your hat box to hide it in? Of course I would. I've been dying to show you my new hat anyway. I'll take it out of the bar. All right? Uh,
8: here's the turkey, Mrs. Byrne. (laughs) No, 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 no. Not by the neck. You hold him by the feet.
6: Oh, all right. Oh, my, his little feet are chapped. (laughs) Well, he... He shouldn't be running around barefooted in November. (laughs) Well, Mr. Myers, why does he make that funny noise? Well,
8: all turkeys gobble.
6: Well, then he should eat slower. (laughs) (laughs) Or or else take some bicarbonate of soda. Wait, look. I've got my new hat. How do you like it? Well, do you want my frank opinion, or would you rather have me tell a little white lie? I'll take the little white lie. Tootsie, it's simply gorgeous. (laughs)
3: So, so... Gracie, did you buy another hat? Uh-uh. And what's in the box? What box? The box you have under your arm. Uh, what arm? What arm?
6: Well, you, you mean... arm. This arm? Hmm. Uh, the one attached to my shoulder?
3: Yes, what's in it?
6: Oh, bones and muscles and arteries. And... Not the
3: arm, not the arm. The box.
6: Oh, the, the, the box.
3: The box, the box. What's in it?
6: Well, um, uh, a picture?
3: Are you asking me?
6: No, no, no. I'm telling you. It's a picture of my cousin Philip. That's what it is. A picture. You are know, a talking picture. Oh, you know, cousin Philip spoke very little English.
3: Gracie, for the last time, what is in that box?
6: Well, all right, I'll tell you. But you've got to promise you won't get mad. Will you get mad? No. How much do you want to bet? Gracie. <laughs> You told me I could spend a dollar and a half for a turkey. So I bought a little live one, and we can fatten him up, and that way you, we'd uh, have the Mortons you, over. You
3: bought a live turkey?
6: Well, they're easier to fatten up that way than the other kind. <laughs> oh, well, that's
3: fine. I knew we'd wind up feeding those Mortons again. Okay, let's see this turkey that we're going to fatten up. Gee. <laughs> hey. He isn't very friendly.
6: Hmm.
3: He looks like he's thinking of biting my nose off.
6: Well, look what you're thinking of doing to him.
3: <laughs> oh, yes, I I guess so.
6: Oh, it's my darling little ducky. Oh, Herman, Mama has a surprise for you. Yes, really. Look in this box. Oh, Herman, don't be frightened. It's only a little turkey. And he's going to live with us for a while, Herman. Oh, oh, why, Herman Burns, you're jealous. This is the
3: happiest moment of my
4: life. From Irving
7: Berlin's This is the Army. Here's a tune that's coming up fast to be a
5: real winner. The boys and six hits and a miss... And I'm getting tired so I can sleep. <laughs>
4: I can dream,
7: I want to dream so I can be
4: with you,
7: baby I'm yours, I've got your picture by my bed, soon I'll place it neath my head, to keep me company the
4: whole night.
3: and that and, and duck still fighting in the pantry?
6: Well, I, I, I'll look and see. <laughs> I think they're still fighting.
3: Hmm. I got the same impression. Unless we do something, the neighbors will be complaining about the noise.
6: Yeah, I wouldn't put it past that snippy Mrs. Marks who lives next door. She, she's had it in for me ever since I borrowed her vacuum cleaner last week. I don't know why.
3: Well, maybe you kept it too long.
6: Oh, no, no. I gave it back to her as soon as I finished cleaning the fish.
3: <laughs> Very unreasonable woman Hi, people What brings you back, Chisler?
5: Well, that's what brought me back I invited myself over here for Thanksgiving dinner And then I remembered to have a date with a girl for Thanksgiving Oh, well, that's too bad, Bill But Gracie, you love having her She eats like a horse
3: <laughs> Oh, fine Well, Bill, your Thanksgiving dinner's in the pantry And he's fighting with that
5: silly duck Oh, a live turkey? Mm. Well, I better go out and break it up You know, it'd be just like Herman to bite him in the part I like best <laughs> Leave it to me, George <laughs>
4: Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Just a minute.
5: Don't you birds realize that you get along better in life if you behave yourself and don't fight? (laughs) Yes, that's so. Now, you take the case of a little swan I know, Herman. He was a good little bird, and now he's famous. They put his picture on every swan wrapper, and he's very proud, because swan is the new white floating soap that gives you all that pure, mild lather so fast. So you see, Herman, it pays to be a sweet little bird. Yes, that's so.
4: Oh, shut up. (laughs) Oh, now,
5: now, wait a minute. I I didn't mean that, Herman. I meant you should be gentle, like swan soap is gentle. It's as mild as the finest castile soaps. so mild that mothers use it to bathe their babies, so mild that it's perfect for anybody's bath or shower. So, Herman, why don't you be mild and gentle, too, and put your wing around a cute itty-bitty baby turkey?
4: Uh, Why,
5: listen, you little... You little ducky. There's there's plenty of room for both of you. So instead of fighting, why don't you go half and half? You know, like swan soap. You break it in two, put half in the kitchen for dishes and cleaning, and the other half in the bathroom for your hands and face. Now, do you see what I'm talking about, Herman? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what do you say to the little turkey?
6: Hey, ow, ow, cut it out, ow.
5: Well, so long, George, so long, Gracie. Uh,
6: what's your hurry, Bill?
5: Why are you limping? Herman bit me in the part he likes best. Goodbye. <laughs> Gracie,
3: Gracie, go into the pantry and stop that fighting or we'll be thrown out of the neighborhood. All
6: right, dear. <laughs> oh, well, now, now, stop that right now. Stop it. Why, shame on you, Herman Burns. That's no way to treat a little girl turkey. Yes, yes, a girl. Uh, Herman, isn't she cute? Yes. Why, Herman Burns. You know, sometimes I think you're older than you look.
3: George. Tracy. Look, George, Tracy, our you... man just delivered all these things. What are they, anyway?
6: Well, they're for the turkey, George. I bought a little tub for it to swim around in, and I a also A tub? Bought... A
3: tub for the turkey to swim around in?
6: Well, yes, I thought it would be more humane. The, the turkey can get used to it by degrees, and it won't be such a shock when the time comes.
3: Get used to what by degrees?
6: Well, I'm going to fill the tub with gravy. <laughs>
3: a brilliant idea. Uh, anything else?
6: Yes, yeah, I-, I bought a sun lamp.
3: A sun lamp for the turkey? Yes. Yeah. Well, why did you get that?
6: Well, mostly for your sake. For my sake? Yeah, I know you prefer dark meat. <laughs> Gracie,
3: your ideas about raising a turkey are too advanced.
6: But George, people shouldn't be afraid to try something new. Suppose Marconi had been afraid to experiment. We'd only have spaghetti. <laughs>
3: Oh sure, sure. Gracie, this turkey is costing me a fortune. Look at these price tags. Top five dollars. Sunlamp fifteen dollars. I could have bought three turkeys with We're this. Coming. This is absolutely
8: ridiculous. Do Going out do to <laughs> Have you a little turkey and a little duck, as reported by a neighbor?
6: Well, yes. Why?
8: Uh, may I refer you to statute 193 of this county? Hmm? Possession of two or more live fowl shall in this county be deemed ipso facto a poultry farm, and such aforesaid property pertaining thereof shall be governed according to Article 38, Section 17 of the laws of said county. What,
3: uh, what does that mean?
8: Cough up ten bucks for a poultry license. <laughs>
3: well, that does it. I'm going into that pantry, and the next time you see that turkey, he'll have parsley where his feathers used to be.
6: Oh, but, dear... Come
3: on, come on. I'm going to settle this right now. I knew that this thing would cost me a fortune. George, George, look,
6: look. Herman and the turkey. Herman got his wing around it. Ah. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs>
3: Well, that's fine. Get this. Love comes to Herman Berg. George,
6: George, come inside a minute. What? George, I won't let you touch that turkey. It would be inhuman, that's what it would be.
3: What would be inhuman?
6: To eat our son's fiancé for Thanksgiving dinner.
5: George and Grace, you'll be right back. So I've got just a second to remind you to stop in where you see the Swan sign that says buy three and save. Take advantage of the big sale on Swan that so many dealers are now running. And don't forget, sale or no sale, you save with Swan. You save because Swan gives you more soap per penny than any leading toilet soap tested. And you save because Swan goes further than easily wasted package soaps. No matter what you use Swan for, it saves you money. So buy three bars and save. Well, here they are again, George and Gracie. Gracie's on the
6: phone. Hello? Is this Harry Morton? Oh, Harry. Harry, will will you tell Blanche George is on his way over with a little turkey? He wouldn't let me keep it. It's pretty small, but you can fatten him up. How? Well, just feed a chocolate fudge sundae. Well, sure, sure it'll work. Look at your wife. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
5: Next week at the same time, Eddie Cantor will be George and Gracie's guest, and there's a rumor that Ida there's a rumor that Ida might join the Beverly Hills Uplift Society. So the makers of Swan, the new white floating soap, join George and Gracie in inviting you to tune in. Remember, Swan now brings you two of Radio's top shows: George Burns and Gracie Allen, and Tommy Riggs and Betty Lou over another network. And now till next week, this is Bill Goodwin saying, Well, I, Swan, how about you?
7: you find the baking you turn out fluffy and light. Try Sprite. You're sure to hear your family shout. What a delight. For cake pies, Don't the thing you fry. Try Sprite. What's that you think you're gonna try today?
4: Why sure. Try Sprite.
8: This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: So that was an episode of the Burns and Allen show called Gracie buys a live turkey. And it was originally broadcast on November 17th, 1942 on CBS. Now, Paul, this was a suggested episode from one of our essential listeners, Melissa. And while I don't want to go around spreading rumors, casting aspersions, there's talk around these parts that you might know this Melissa person kind of personally. Any truth to this?
2: I can neither confirm nor deny.
0: But. Here she plays a mean backpipe.
2: <laughs> she's working on it. She's
0: working
1: on it. <laughs> Oh, that's her now.
2: No. Actually, she's an extraordinarily beautiful feisty redhead who I've had the honor of being married to for 27 years so far.
1: Excellent. So a ringer. That's okay. <laughs>
0: Give her, give her a medal.
1: So when she says I want to hear this show, you
0: jump. <laughs> okay. So, regardless of all of this, uh <laughs> what's what's your what's your opinion of the selection, Paul? Oh, I thought this one was a blast. I really
2: enjoyed it. Um, the banter back and forth is as good as it always is with Burns and Allen. You just, I mean, you know, it's a radio show, you know, she's playing a character, but you just can't sit, but it's help and sit there and like grab the bridge of your nose and just shake your head with some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth. You know, cause it's just, she's just so corn that it's like, Oh my God, really? Um, the duck talking with the Turkey, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, uh, George is a straight man. Um, Everybody just played their parts very well in this one, and I and it, and it was I think it's a good representation of the Burns and Allen show. You got George, who's you know the normal person in it, I guess you would call it for lack of a better term, and you've got Gracie, who is act. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a nice not. way I can put it. It's just not not normal, but. She's just charming, delightful. I mean, you can't hold anything against her because she's just that nice of a person. Also, you know, if her character was as ditzy as she is and mean, it would be so easy to hate her. But she's just such a nice character also. Even when she was giving the grocer crap for, you know, walking away from her, even though she's talking to her friend for going on 10 minutes at a time and then every. I can't believe he walked away again. Doesn't he know I'm in a hurry, you know? But yeah, even those parts were charming with, with Gracie. And um uh, yeah, I do like this episode. I think this is a proper representation of Birds and Allen. So that's my take on it.
1: Okay. Jane, you want to go or do you want me to go? Oh, I can go. Okay.
0: Um of course, I I I love I love this anything any of the old time radio shows that are set in, in the forties fifties thirties even but the forties are, are really big for me because that was an era you know my parents were were living in and so when I uh, listen to these things I always often wonder if this this was something that they were listening to but. Uh, I, I love the things that are, are come from the 40s and during World War II because they're always uh, have that real, true patriotic bent running through them, even though they are for our entertainment and and levity. And what I love about this one, you know, it, you have to admire George Burns for his his script writing, and it and it's just funny and how the whole thing unfolds, and it's. And it's quick and the whole thing about, you know, I, I was delighted by, by Gracie oh, wow. and her naive, you know, you know, cause she, that is that, that character, that whole kind of wide eyed innocent dits, uh, that, that, you know, worked for her for years. But the whole thing with the, <laughs> the cat and the, and the bowls of milk, cause they're trying to cut down expenses. So they can't figure out what's with the cat. You know, what's with the, you know, milk for the cats? We don't have them. Uh-huh. The mice. And then, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, well, we'll need, you well, know, milk. that doesn't spill. Milk, it doesn't splash. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: and, that'll make
1: the mice scared. There, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, you know, circling back around to, you know, they, they, they look in the war bonds thing, and I love how they work in uh, the whole swan soap pitches in just a brilliant way that's very punny and um and of course you mean the, the soap that floats the soap <laughs> that floats it sounds like ivory to me uh, why well, swan
1: me. don't you <laughs>
0: they, they definitely sold me on the swan soap and gracie's hat the hat that with the airplane on it that took off of course twelve dollars <laughs> so i think it's it's just delightful, uh, the whole thing about the turkey, and then bringing the t- turkey home to live with the duck. They have a son. It's a duck. <sighs> His name is Herman.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I love this. I think it's charming, uh, uh, and has that whole uh, kind of uh, the whole world war ii vibe and and um i i enjoyed it and i think it would be a good one for folks to have in their collection just a whole slice of life americana innocent uh and fun uplifting thanksgiving episode i think i think it's a delightful one for folks to add you know pull off everyone's pull out listen to it's a good one great 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 now i
1: i enjoyed a lot of this um uh, myself. I, I like the music in this. The singer, um yep. whose name is Jimmy <laughs> Cash, along with Six Hits and A Miss. Um I first heard of Six Hits and A Miss from I think an Abbott and Costello movie. Uh they appeared in that. And it's a terrific singing group. Uh Bill Goodwin's the announcer and he's got that terrific, uh, uh, sarcastic sounding voice, very similar to Harlow Wilcox on Fibber, McGee, and Molly, uh, how he just makes the commercial part of the conversation. Uh, he's a little more obvious, I think, than Harlow Wilcox is, uh, <laughs> but very funny. I, I really enjoyed how George is saying, "Did you ever see him pick up a check? Well, maybe you didn't see it because his hands were so white his from using so Swan white. soap." <laughs> really, really funny how he tied all I that think in.
2: We're gonna split. You mean like splitting a bar
1: of soap and putting one in the kitchen and one in the bathroom? Yeah, or or Harry, you know that Harry's a sponge. Well, I can't tell if he's a sponge. In unless he's got suds coming out of him from Swan Soap. <laughs> so really funny there. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, especially how it just, and and again, unlike um, Fibber McGee and Molly, the way Harlow Wilcox does it, Bill Goodwin goes from one commercial to another and another, all in the same little scene. Um, and then he invites himself to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, Like you, Jane, I really enjoyed the scene at the butcher shop. That is so well done where she admonishes him for walking away, and then he's ready to help her, and she talks for 10 minutes to her friend Tootsie, and then <laughs> she calls him back. No, if you want me to trade with you, you really need to m- you, help me, because I'm in a hurry. Yes,
2: <laughs> Mrs. Burns, what yes. can I get
1: you? He's just, un- he's just unflappable. He doesn't get angry, which is great. Um, and then she ends up buying the live turkey, and we, we learn about Herman for the first time. I don't know if he was a regular uh, character in uh, in earlier episodes, but we've we, this is the first mention of the duck when How she buys the did... turkey. Question? Yeah.
0: With Mel Blanc doing the voice of the duck.
1: Oh no so no no no! Mel Blanc did not... not do. That was the same actor who did um, Donald Duck as uh... as Herman Burns.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I looked it up. Clarence Nash, who voiced Donald Duck, also did the voice of Herman, but due to contractual obligations with Disney, he couldn't say words. He could only make noises.
0: (laughs) I wondered. I wondered. So
1: that is definitely Clarence Nash. I looked it up because it sounds just like Donald Duck. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then it was Mel Blanc as the happy postman. And that was his character.
2: Okay,
1: so... Yeah, so Uh what I I, I, and and the happy postman is one of those characters that that carried over to other uh formats because you may have seen on an old Bugs Bunny cartoon a big rabbit who looks sad and says, And remember, keep smiling, (laughs) and that's based on the happy postman character. Uh, What I loved about that, the audience was just waiting for him to say the next thing. They were ready to laugh at anything he said as the happy postman. It's so, so good. I really enjoyed that bit. Let's see what else. Like I said, I enjoyed the music. The singer was really good. The song, I'm Getting Tired So I Can Sleep came from a movie called This Is The Army, and I saw that a long time ago when I was a kid, and we first got cable TV. They were, I saw that probably 20 times, um, because it's just a wonderful yeah. musical, with Irving Berlin, at, playing a character of Ir- Irving Berlin, and Ronald Reagan was in it. And, and, um, and I remember that's one of the songs that they sang in that, and it was really... It's a sweet song that ties in with the soldier being away. It's a wartime song. And like you said, Jane, the uh, tie-ins with the military stuff, uh, the war bond purchases, and saving money so that uh, not buying things so that there's more uh, items for other servicemen, which led to the fa- my favorite joke in the entire show, where she's gonna send the hat off and she says, "I wonder who looked better, and a soldier or a sailor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's she gonna send the the, the the hat to? A soldier or a sailor? Which is just hilarious. I thought that was my favorite one. Well, um, an airman, of course. Yeah, an airman because it's got a plane on it, right? And then the whole thing kind of, for me, kind of fell apart when they've got the duck and the turkey falling in love with each other. To me, that was kind of dumb, but I I, I was listening <laughs> with my 2019 ears and not my 1942 ears. So I'm sure audiences in those days found it hilarious.
2: I just thought it was funny when they first mentioned that the uh, turkey's
1: a girl. Yeah. And the duck is... A... <laughs> yeah. He was yeah,
2: all that. over that.
1: So he fell in love immediately. Now, I have to say that if we're going to compare the animal sounds... Of course Herman is a cartoon duck, but the the turkey reminded me of the uh the tiger cub in our last episode of <laughs> Inner Sanctum. You know, it, it didn't sound like a tiger cub and this didn't really sound like a turkey. Yeah. But it's a comedy, so we can let it slide, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it was funny. The audience liked it. And then oh, Joseph Kearns, who played Mr. Wilson in the Dennis the Menace show, comes over and he's from the city and he's he wants to charge them for uh, running a, a a poultry farm, right? A poultry <laughs> farm, yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah. lots of lots of good stuff, but if I'm gonna criticize it at all, I have to criticize George's performance because he stumbled a lot. I I think he, he Ooh, probably especially he, he probably walked into it uh, without having looked at the script at all, or maybe just once or twice. So he, he, he he wasn't prepared for this. So the jokes fell flat because he wasn't, leading into them very effectively gracie was perfect yeah, there were I a couple, think,
0: some, well she wobbled a couple of times but recovered yeah and you know the first time i heard it i was like did i hear a glitch in the tape and then when i listened to it again it's like no they fumbled it of course to me that just kind of makes me happy because it's live radio and yeah. people make mistakes
1: and yeah so, but, but i so, think george probably and, and then they, they left it alone little, until you know, it was time for the show yeah in my opinion in my opinion, he wasn't well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh Gracie was just perfect. She's got the that wonderful ditzy uh voice that made her popular for all those years. Uh so a good I think a pretty good example of the uh Burns and Allen show. I've heard a lot of the the episodes though over the years and later on they were bringing in guest stars so they had like a celebrity guest every week one of my favorites is um Mickey Rooney was a was a guest star and he was like in his 20s probably and Gracie goes over to his house because she wants she wants him to to help with something and he doesn't want to meet Gracie he wants to avoid Gracie at all times at all costs so he pretends to be the uh Mickey's Japanese uh houseboy. you know, of course, nothing you can get away with nowadays, but he put on the same voice he used in breakfast at Tiffany's when he played that Japanese character. Oh, so, my. and then, so, and I've heard those and, and there was another one with uh, Orson Wells and there's another one with James Mason, which was very funny because uh, Gracie thought that James Mason was cruel and vicious in real life and so she she wanted George to learn from him because she felt that George was too too calm and too uh too nice and she wanted a real evil he-man. But when she met James Mason he wasn't like that at all in real life. So that was a good one. Uh, but but as far as early in the career, like 1942 here, I I enjoyed this one. And I have to say that the neighbors Blanche and Harry Morton carried over into the TV show right? as Next Door Neighbors. And that was played by, I forget who played the husband, but Blanche was played by B. Benaderet, who played the voice of Betty Rubble in The Flintstones.
0: I knew that name was familiar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's all I've got. I enjoyed it. All right, so let's vote. What are we voting on, dear listener? As a reminder, we are voting on one, whether this particular episode is a true representative installment of the overall series and two, whether or not it is a standalone show that belongs in every radio aficionado's collection. And again, Paul, since in a way you brought us this selection, you go first.
2: Well, yes, I love this show. It, I think it's perfectly representative of the Burns and Allen show. It was funny, lighthearted. And like you said, all through the, uh, early 40s when the war was on they just wove in the patriotism so well and made it so you know it, it didn't seem schmaltzy or anything i mean it was real for real people and it was necessary and don't know if we'll ever get to that point again in our country's history where we're all pulled together as well but it was nice to hear that and so yes i really enjoyed the show a lot so yes big thumbs up from
1: me okay great Jane, yes, yes, I
0: uh, I love this show, and I think it's it's a good one uh, to have in your your collection. If you expect anything other from uh, Burns and Allen, uh, well, then uh, you'll be disappointed. But this is this is what they did, and it was. Quick banter, fun banter, lighthearted uh, stuff that was was uh, kind of take your mind off of the war, but at the same time being very aware of the war and the the needs for the war effort. So that was cool, liked that, and I think it should probably go in everybody's uh, collection.
1: All right, well I agree with the two of you. I think it is definitely um, prime example of Burns and Allen humor uh George fussing at Gracie Gracie just letting it roll off her back like Herman the duck uh and uh uh giving her giving her responses um I really enjoyed the scenes where she's with other people because it's not just George and Gracie it's Gracie interacting with other characters which which I enjoy because she gets the chance to be really silly in those other scenes so all of that comedy plus the music, uh their their singing stars were excellent, their orchestra is wonderful. Uh Bill Goodwin is funny because he's just always selling, you know. Always be
0: selling. Always, always, always be selling.
1: Yeah. So I would say yes, this is uh definitely a representative installment of the Burns and Allen show. And um those who uh love comedy uh in old time radio should definitely add this to their collection. Good. All right, so that's three votes in favor. Very, very nice. Uh, Paul. Holy cow. Three positive votes. That doesn't happen too often with us. No, first. it doesn't. Good I think choice. we usually agree on Holy the comedies, Seth. don't we? We, we? It's the dramas where we split up.
2: I, I think I'll have to give you that one. But uh, Okay, <laughs> great. This brings us to the end of Episode 8 of Old Time Radio Essentials with Jane St. John, Pete Lutz, and me, Paul RBC. Next time, the cycle comes
1: around to Pete again, and he is bringing us... Next time, we bring you our first-ever Christmas episode, and it's my actual turn in the rotation. We're bringing you one of my favorite old-time radio comedies, one I first heard back in the 80s and always loved, The Bing Crosby Chesterfield Show from December 1950, Derbingle, had a long and successful radio career spanning more than two decades from the 1930s into the 50s. People tend to forget this fact about him when faced with the fact that he was also immensely popular in films and, and believe it or not, as a recording artist. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, kid you not. And in this episode, (laughs) in the episode we're bringing you next time, Bing proves that the old croon and apple don't fall far from the musical tree as his four sons from his first marriage join him in holiday song, performing several numbers. So that's next month on Old Time Radio Essentials, and we hope you'll join us for that. Paul, Jane, tell the masses what they need to know.
0: Old Time Radio Essentials is a production of 63 Audio, a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. Check us out at www.mutualaudionetwork.com or www.naradaradio.libson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes under Mutual Audio Network and or Narada Radio Company, and on any podcatcher that you may happen to use. We usually release a new installment on or about the third Sunday of every month, so make sure we get into your playlist.
2: If you want to be very nice, please, please leave us a review, either on iTunes or on your podcatcher, if they have that capability. You can also like us on Facebook at Mutual Audio Fans and at Narada Radio Company Fans and Friends on Twitter at Essentials Old. If you want to suggest a future episode or just tell us how you think we're doing, write us at f6.3 at gmail.com. That's the letter F, the number six, the word point, and the number three at gmail.com put the words essentials in the subject line
1: oh yes so that brings to mind an email i received recently from a listener named tim who wants us to know that he's enjoying the podcast and wants it to continue as long as possible he likes the background info that we provide the stars the year the shows were produced and the other little things we add and he likes the sound of our voices uh huh. Huh. He says, <laughs> he says, and I quote, anything that can add to this may be a good thing. I also like the voices of the hosts. So that probably helps. Unquote. Nice, right? Yay. Thank you. Good for us. And he ended with, anyway, please keep them coming. Thanks for all the work and effort. Well, thank you, Tim. Those are very nice words. And we appreciate the encouragement, don't we? Heck
0: yes, we yeah. do. Thank you, Tim. Timmy. We're need more
1: praise. Please, may I have some more praise? Yeah. So, Please, on behalf uh, of Jane and Paul, let me say I hope we continue to provide an entertaining and informative program. And now, thanks to all of you for listening. Be sure to catch us next time on Old Time Radio Essentials. Bye bye for now, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: My witness thought turkeys could fly. 63
1: audio.
3: This.